So help me out here, Max. I mean, what are you? Well, I'm not from around here. Who else knows this? No one. What about your parents? We don't tell anyone. So when you healed me, you risked all of this getting out. Yeah. And welcome in, everybody, to Four Aliens and a Podcast. Yeah, episode two. two. (laughs) So excited! I was gonna ask, like, in the original episode, did we have like like uh, words in the song? No, right? No, I added those. I added those in. Yeah. What do you think? think Do you like them? Yeah, it's so good because I was gonna say actually, I love that it stops right where it's like Max is like talking about like. I, we haven't told anyone this and like yeah. all that stuff. And it stops right at the part where it's like, wait, what? I want to know more. It's yeah. Like, oh, here we go. Well, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I thought I thought it would be good just because, well, because originally I thought, ooh, it'd be neat to clip us talking about the show and throw mm-hmm. it in. But mm-hmm. I didn't have I really we only had episode one to do that with when I was yeah. making it. And I went, oh, you know, what would be really good is this this scene. And it's actually two different conversations that I clipped to make it sound oh, like one. Yeah. All the same scene. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. I think it's two separate scenes, but I I wanted both of those pieces. So I think it's Uh, great and I hope you guys like it too. Um, but yes, we're here. I'm Pumpkinberry. I am Brandon. Yep, and we're here to talk about Roswell. Um super, super amazing. Okay, so this we're just gonna dive right in. Episode two (laughs) is called The Morning After. And it has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Of course okay. it does. It's a very good episode. Yes. Um, and it, it it came out, the air date was, ooh, I don't see the air date on here. I, I see it. Uh, oh. October 13th, 1999. That's right. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this episode, Liz suspects the new substitute teacher, Mrs. Topolsky, is an alien hunter after spying her with Michael's file. Michael steals a key from the sheriff. Uh, it was directed by David Nutter and written, of course, again by Jason Cadams. And a little bit of uh, trivia here: it introduces Julie Benz as Topolsky, um, which is exciting because she did a really good job, I think. Oh yeah, um, just a really quick, like I guess, uh, supernatural trivia: uh, Julie Benz was also, uh, I think, Dahlia. I think that was her name, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, she, she was. was. Actually, yeah, she was the vampire who turned Angel into a vampire. That's right. Yeah, so I had a little connection with that. I was like, you're not supposed to be in this show. Yeah. You're human. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. She was, she was like really, I feel like popular uh, yeah. at that time for, for She was a really great shows. actress. Yeah. Like, yeah, she did Sapolsky so well. She uh, really did. We'll get to the later. Yeah, episodes. we'll go. We'll get- <laughs> <laughs> so, in that way. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so um, the episode, we're just going to do a quick recap and then we're going to dive right in. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode starts with... Um, Agent Stevens, I think, is being sent, or yeah, Agent Stevens, who was in episode one, he's the guy that um, the sheriff kind of called in from the FBI to say, hey, Mm -hmm. there's something weird going on, will you please look at this dress? And the, he kind of blows off the sheriff and then and then leaves. So this agent from the FBI um, sends a random agent to just sit in the police station. Yeah. And it's super bizarre. And um, so I think I think the episode begins that way. Um, And so while that's happening, Liz gets 
sees like a substitute teacher comes in for the math class, right? Yeah, it is math. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, yeah. geometry or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she comes in and um, is introduces herself and calls attendance and asks for Michael Guerin and then asks Max if he knows Michael and where Michael is. She's just mm-hmm. asking a lot of questions about Michael and Liz becomes a little bit paranoid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get to see Michael's house in this episode and where he lives um, because Liz takes a moment to go to his house to warn him about this teacher who's been asking after him. It's actually a very neat scene because she she just shows up. She doesn't, oh, and yeah. they don't really know each other that well. And she shows up yeah. and he lives kind of in this, he lives in this trailer park and Hank, who is his, um, well, his, um, yeah, he's officially like his adopted dad. Yeah, yeah he's I'm officially, sure. I was just wondering, he's officially yeah. his adopted dad, but it is, um, yeah, it's a very awkward relationship. And mm-hmm. I think he answers the door drunk and, you know, in a stained shirt and it's not a very good situation. He just, he calls for Michael and then um, Liz says, hey, can we talk? And then he says, yeah, let's talk outside. Mm-hmm. And she tells him and, you know, he he thanks her. And then they have one of my favorite moments between Michael and Liz or yeah, Mike, Michael and Liz, where he pauses and says, you know, I'm, I'm, if he said anything to you. And this is interesting because so far I know we've only seen one episode, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. so far <laughs> Michael is not apologetic and he's oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. And in this moment, he just takes a second to say if he did anything to you or if he said anything to you you know, I'm really sorry. And she says, no, no, he, he was fine. And also I'm sorry for showing up here without announcing or without, you know, you expecting my presence. And mm-hmm. I think Michael just says, it's just where I live. You know, it's, just, yeah. that's just how it is kind of. And they have an unspoken moment there and a little bit of bonding, which is very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, I think Michael knows that the, sheriff's station that he has something i don't remember yeah. how he figures that out mm. i think uh, they just I, yeah I, I do you remember when, um i literally just watched this episode two days ago again and yeah, i can't like, try to skim through real quick um i don't remember how because i i think no i don't remember how michael knows yeah that i don't i think he, I think he just suspects i he de- well not quite on this episode okay. it's close though so i'll just okay. dive right in for so for some reason they suspect yeah. that the sheriff has some information and they want to mm-hmm. or they want to see what he has so uh, michael decides to well he tries to convince the others first and this is what i love about this episode with michael is they try to show that you know michael lives in a really shitty home life situation mm-hmm. and he wants to know if there's something out there about them he wants to know what it is and he's not afraid to try to go and figure that out whereas Mm. max and and isabel have a very cushy happy home life they love Mm. their human life here in roswell and they want to protect it so they're happy just ignoring whatever else is out there or not being tempted um so michael tries to convince them but it doesn't really you know, work. So he eventually Mm. decides to sell chocolates in the police station after hours. Yeah. And the deputy, (laughs) and this is a very, very cool scene too, because he comes in to sell these chocolates and he's just like, yeah, I'm selling candies and I'm just going to go around it. They're, they're for charity and I'll, I'll look around and it's like seven o'clock 
there's no mm-hmm. one here. And I think the deputy just says, well, there's, there's nobody here. So you'll have to, you'll have to come back and not after dark. And then as Michael's leaving, he runs into, I think the sheriff's secondhand guy. Yeah. And yeah. he says, what are you doing? And he says it in such an aggressive tone. And Michael says, I'm selling chocolates for charity. And he replies, not in here, you're not. As if there is a serious history between the two. And he says, yes, sir, and then leaves. So I think that's a very cool scene because we're we're just learning a little bit more about Michael in the very second episode. They do do a really great job just kind of like diving in. Um, Yeah, and then let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then meanwhile, so while Michael, so we have two things going on in this episode. While Michael is trying to figure out what the sheriff has or what information he has, Mm. we see Liz being very suspicious of this new substitute teacher, Mrs. Topolsky. And Mm. this is something I want to come out and say, I really love that they did this. And I didn't realize that this was something that they established so early on, but right here in the second episode, we see Liz's gut reaction and her intelligence slash instinct being shown first as paranoia, but then we realize she's incredibly perceptive and Mm -hmm. her first instincts are usually right. And I know we can't talk about it, but that comes (laughs) up later. And just the idea that they've established way early on that she has some killer instincts that she just kind of knows when something's wrong is Mm -hmm. really cool. I didn't realize that they established it so early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something real quick about yeah. the, uh, the fact that, um, you know, earlier talking about how Michael has this whole different life than um, Max and Isabel do. And yeah. like, this is the first time we're actually introduced to uh, Max and Isabel's parents. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's see. right. That's right. Um, so it's like really weird to see them like, oh, hey, mom and dad, like acting like normal human beings when yeah. like, we obviously know that they are <laughs> alien. <laughs> and Michael... Uh, obviously feeling like he's an outcast because he doesn't have that at home. Like, obviously he has a father, but it's, like, not, like, loving like that at all. Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. This has always bothered me deeply. Mm -hmm. You see three kids on the side of the road and you adopt two of them, but not the third. What the fuck is is wrong with you? Yeah, that is very true. I mean, we... Well, we don't know what happened when they like got to, I guess, the orphanage. Like, maybe they were just... Yeah. That's true. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess... It is weird. I think in a later episode, I think in a later episode, they say that the two Isabel and Max walked out holding hands and then they reached for Michael, but Michael was too scared and didn't. So they grabbed these two kids as if they were. But Roswell is such a small town. You would think that they Mm -hmm. would both, you know, and they they look similar enough. You'd think that they would adopt them together, but I guess not. So. I guess not. Well, I was, well, was going to ask you a really quick question. Yeah. Did you ever read the books at all? I wanted to so badly, okay. but I think I was, they were out of print when I tried to get to them. I can't remember. Uh, so I, I really uh, wanted okay. to. I was going to ask if you knew, like, if there's like any sort of like similarities of like how they were found as children. I, yeah. Cause I've never read them. I, I, I know they exist, them but yeah. yeah. Um, I know the newer show takes that, uh, takes that story and kind of develops that. Yeah, it yeah. does. And it does a good mm-hmm. good job so far. Like I know yes. I know a little bit. I know uh, some things, but not everything about uh the books and the new the new show, of course. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so I think Liz is Liz begins suspecting Topolsky 
right away she's uncomfortable and obviously she goes to tell Michael and then Mm. everybody's kind of brushing her off except for Maria and I love this because Maria is also very dramatic and very suspicious and just kind Mm. of she dives right in and she's like oh yeah and they send alien hunters and that's totally what this could be and I love Maria so much Um, and they do a great job of establishing right away Liz and Maria's friendship of like oh this is where you are okay I'm gonna join you on this level and Mm -hmm. you know if we're both gonna be paranoid we're being paranoid together um but then in class uh the topolsky i think messes up the triangle yeah she says it's a hundred she says it's 360 degrees and liz goes Mm -hmm. no it's a triangle so it's only 180 and topolsky's like oh yes you're right and that's what sets liz off on her suspicion (laughs) i just remember thinking like oh liz you're so sweet but substitute teachers like still know a subject they don't know like yeah. you know she could have been a teacher for something else um, that's so true but yeah it's what gets her really going and then mm-hmm. uh we also learn that she has a photographic memory because on the way out liz bumps into her and all the files go out and she sees that there's a file on michael um mm-hmm. and topolsky says something like oh yeah i have a photographic memory it's definitely needed in my line of work and liz goes okay and she yeah. digests all of that. And that's really what makes her go and tell Michael by herself. She goes to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and it's really like, uh, what did I say? It was very, like, yeah, everybody's literally brushing Liz off. Like, okay, this is not really happening. And I yeah. think it's so crazy that even Max is like saying to himself, oh, Liz, like, what are you, what are you talking about? There's like no way that the FBI would send somebody to our school like that. Yeah. Um, especially like this is his life. Like this is a big uh, consequence that could happen for the, like them as aliens. And um, it, I think, well, I don't want to jump too ahead, but like, you know, I was going to talk about when Max actually finally realizes, okay, Liz may be right. Yeah, it's actually um, right after that. So you're oh, okay. you're following the timeline yeah, uh, okay. r- well. And I know, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're almost done with the summary, guys. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Liz tells him that she, she tells Max that she told Michael because she saw the file and he gets a little not upset but he's just like you can't just tell Michael these things because he'll just take that and run with it and mm-hmm. he doesn't really have a low setting he's on you know high alert all the time when he has kind of information like this and I appreciate you looking out for us but we just need to go back to life as normal he he says mm-hmm. that to Liz and she says well this could happen and this could be this could be important and then he kind of brushes her off gently and then walks uh walks down the hall and then sees Topolsky shaking hands with the sheriff. Yeah, and he's, and like, what he's like, oh, oh shit. Something yep. is definitely happening here. Yep. Uh, I was just going to mention really quick, uh, mm-hmm. that is a really big theme in this show of just the act of trying to be normal. Yeah, um, That comes up a lot. Uh, just yep. like, you know, Max saying it, or I think Liz at one point says that uh, there's an episode named after just like leaving normal. We thought about calling um, our podcast leaving, yeah, normal. leaving normal. Like, yeah, yeah it's just, so, yeah. It's just a big common theme of just like, I guess we look out in the outside world of how like we all try to be quote unquote normal. Um, And this show really kind of dives into what do we actually, what is normal? Yeah. What is, how do we deem what is normal compared to like something different outside of what we know is normal? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think for a teen show, that's really important that they, Mm -hmm. cause they, they show us what, it feels like to want to feel normal. And then a couple mm-hmm. of other times they bring up that it's okay to not be normal. And we'll mm-hmm. get to that obviously later, but I really do love that. That's a, a theme in this show, which is clearly meant for teenagers and 
clearly meant to kind of like help, you know, us in that time get through some things and kind of just navigate social situations and just kind of yeah. how to how to be and things like that. So yeah, it's, it was a very very good show for that. Yeah. Um so yeah, so okay, so after after he sees the sheriff shaking hands with Topolsky, then he gets nervous. And mm. immediately after, Agent Stevens, the FBI guy, comes back into Valenti's office and Valenti, you know, is kind of smug and he's like, sorry for kicking your other agent out because that happened and I left it out. <laughs> yeah. I left it out of the summary because it's it's okay. But he yeah. um he kicked the other agent out. And um so Agent Stevens has come back and then Valenti has this moment where he realizes, oh shit, if you're here and you're you're going to go through my office and take all my files, you must have found blood on the uniform. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. And in that in that moment, he goes, oh shit, I was I was also right. This kind of confirms my suspicions that there's something going on with Max Evans, or there's there's something going on here. Um, mm. And he leaves for lunch. But in his thermos is a key that he has ripped out from the file yes. and he's yeah. hidden it inside his thermos. So mm -hmm. he gets up and he leaves. He doesn't know what the key is. He just he just grabbed the only thing he could grab without it being suspicious, I think. Um, yeah. So he took that and then they confiscate the files and everything else he happens to have. Um, yep. on the, key is a very big, important yep. uh, plot point later on. Of it's course. a key. Yeah, uh -huh. It's a key. It's a, it's a opening key. Opening up the doors. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> And then there is a very, very cool conversation that happens um, after this scene. And it's when um, it's when Liz and Max then uh, Max says to Liz, hey, I, can you meet me in the eraser room? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is like kind of a little bit backstory of the yeah. eraser room. It's, mm -hmm. it's basically where, you know, the, the students go to kind of get away from you know, the public and, you know, they do things like making out, making hopefully out, nothing yeah. more than that. But like Liz at this point is getting super excited because of the fact that, oh my God, Max is calling me to the race room. This could be something great. Uh, because as we remember in the first episode, there was that, that tension that they were going to kiss, but they didn't. Yeah. So this whole time Liz has been like waiting for like something to happen. Yeah. And yeah. she even, I think says in the beginning of the episode, it's really adorable actually. She's like, yeah. what's it like? Does he also sit and wonder and think about me? It's really adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she's definitely falling for Max. Um yeah. and it's really cute. And she's just trying to respect his wishes that there can't be anything. She's still trying to see if she could make her relationship with Kyle work because otherwise it wouldn't seem normal if she wasn't mm -hmm. still with him. And but she's also falling for Max and it's it's kind of cool um the way they show that. But um yeah. I will include a clip here that I don't have yes. ready for you. But okay, okay. the clip is the conversation about the eraser room because I think it's really adorable and maria mm -hmm. is kind of sort of protective and a little upset uh that liz <laughs> is going to go into the eraser room and she's like i don't think this is a good idea because you know what the eraser room does it's you know you do stuff in the eraser room and this is you know they they start calling the aliens czechoslovakians because they oh, don't yeah. want anyone to know um mm -hmm. and so she says we don't even know what it's like to kiss one of them you know you could get hurt and mm -hmm. yeah she's just very very protective of liz in this moment it's really cute um anyway so mm -hmm. then we get into the eraser room um with max and liz and he goes he goes 
we c- I figured we could talk in here because we can see Topolsky's room from inside the eraser room and Liz's face falls. She's like, yeah. it's it's actually one of my favorite scenes in this episode because um, the, he does that and her face is like, oh, you didn't want to kiss me? Oh, damn. Yeah. But then but then she, within seconds goes, her curiosity kicks in and her hunger for knowing the truth kicks in and she goes, yeah. And then yeah, walks right up and yeah. And she's like, of course I do. And they, you know, start spying on Topolsky, but they have a really incredible conversation um, where she says something like, so you have no idea where you are, where you're from. And he says, no, we don't. And then she kind of, she says something pretty magical that I'm, I'm going to play for us here. Okay. Awesome. That must be kind of freeing in a way. Freeing? Um, Well, just with me, you know, my parents own the crash town. So everyone in town knows who I am. If I suddenly just get a haircut, everyone seems to notice and they have to give me their opinion on it. It kind of makes life claustrophobic. It's like, you know, how am I ever supposed to become whoever it is that I'm going to become while everyone's looking, you know? Sometimes I wish I could just be invisible. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to be so invisible. That must be kind of freeing. Yeah. Um, Ah, that scene. It's such a good scene. I know, I know. Um, The writing was so good. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that that's really important because it shows a something very real that a lot of teenagers experience you know some of us grow up with either well-known parents or in a small town so I grew up in a small town and Mm -hmm. everybody did know everybody's business and if you did anything your your parents would probably hear about it you know my mom would hear about it if I didn't you know go to youth group or something, you know, like it it was a kind of a big deal or if you didn't get good grades or if something happened in school. Yeah, it was just nuts. So it is kind of, it can be claustrophobic. And how are you supposed to grow into the person that you're supposed to be when everybody's just kind of got their eyes on you? Um, So I definitely related to Liz in that moment. And then they immediately show someone else. So it's where, you know, Max, where he just feels like he has to hide all the time. Oh yeah, like Which, he, yeah, he has to hide all the time. No one knows like yeah. about what's going on. He can't like yeah. literally talk about himself. Um, yeah. Which also kind of I was thinking about it. It brings back um, from episode one where Liz literally just like didn't realize that Max was really in the same grade as her. Yeah. They're the same age, and like she, she didn't even clueless. notice he was there. Yeah. And how he was just like so lonely. You know what I mean? I can yeah. only imagine like being like that young or just like that kind of person that you're, you have to hold the secret in where you can't get close to anybody. And yeah. You just have to just be kind of in the shadows. And so it's just insane. Like I'm looking at the scene right now. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of people felt that way. And I yeah. think especially like, I know that, um, so my, one of my best friends when I was in high school, um, came out way early. Um, mm. or we all like knew, Uh, But he talked about that. He talked about how isolating and especially because we grew up in a very small town and it, you know, yeah, very Mm -hmm. religious. So it was um, not looked on very well and uh, whatnot. But uh, he he came out pretty early to us anyway, to his close Mm -hmm. friends. And he I do remember him talking about that. And um, that's something that I appreciate that they put in a show like Roswell, even though they're talking about Max being an alien and not, you know, being gay. But I mm-hmm. think that I think that that will still speak to somebody, you know, a, oh, yeah. a kid watching the show will be like, I feel that way. 
So for them to turn around, you know, and we'll get to this, but a couple episodes later to be like, what's so great about being what people consider normal? Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. important to hear that. Yeah. That's so important yeah. to hear that. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, and I was just going to say, like, as this, uh, yeah, right, wh- right when the scene is happening, um, you know, Liz and Max are just like basically waiting for Toposki to like show back in this room to yeah. like kind of spy on her. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think, yeah, they're waiting, and then I think they pull out something. Let me see. Don't they pull out something? Or, or they see her pulling something out. I don't know. I don't know. Let's I see. can't remember. Okay, let me... Uh, I'm going I think it's... Oh, yeah, it's files. It's files. Okay, yeah. She's, like, going yeah. over files, I think, with the police. Yes, um, yes. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, they have a conversation. Oh, this is something that I just want to mention. It's really quick. Alex, Mm -hmm. there is a scene with Alex and Liz where Alex approaches her and just says, hey, you know, I want to know what's going on because you were supposedly shot. Maria was run over, apparently. Czechoslovakia hasn't existed for 10 years. (laughs) What is going on? You guys are my best friends. What the hell? And the the girls go, we're talking about cramps. We're talking about periods and menstruation. And he's like, oh, oh, you know, okay. And they, you know, they kind of throw him off the scent. But I think that's important to mention that they took time. The writers took time to put that in this episode to show they are absolutely the three of them very close. And, Mm -hmm. um, they could have just left that out and then, you know, if Alex became bigger later in the season, it would feel like they kind of wrote him in last minute. But yeah, he does end up becoming a bigger presence in the show. And yeah, it's not weird because he's been here since episode one and two yeah. and whatnot. And at so. this point, um, Alex has been. Yeah, he's, he's the only one outside the whole group that doesn't know what's actually going yeah. on. Yeah. So it's like and like it's a miss. Well, it's like uh, Maria and Liz have to keep the secret of uh the aliens to themselves and then also having to lie to their other friend. Yeah. So that just adds like more pressure on top of them to try to keep like all these secrets um, together without like messing up and telling Alex because they don't know how Alex would react. Yep. So that's a big, big, like <laughs> it, it gets scary. You don't know, especially with this kind of subject matter Yeah. of like aliens and being in, in the, in, in the world, you know? Yeah. And them having to hold the secret for so long. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next scene is um, Michael trying to tell um, Max and Isabel about the fact that he went to the police station. And I do have a clip for that because it's, oh, one, yes. of, it's one of my favorite quotes in this episode. <laughs> um, so here we go. Are you insane? I didn't just wander in, all right? I had a cover story. And what was your cover story? Stone candies for charity. Peanut cluster? And they bought it? No, they all seem to be on a diet. Not the candy Einstein, the story. <laughs> Not the candy Einstein, the story. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, so then he tries to convince them that they need to get in there because um, the FBI had come and they were taking stuff out. And he says, mm-hmm. we got to get in there and we got to take whatever we can before the FBI is done clearing everything out. And Isabel is like, no, absolutely not. Don't even entertain this idea and then Max at first sides with Isabel, but then Michael says something like, this could be the only answer to what is out there for us. Mm-hmm. And then Max leans in and goes, okay, hypothetically, how would we do this? And is- Isabel is mortified, like, no, we can't do this. And yeah, they keep talking and they kind of formulate a plan. But then in the mm-hmm. end, Max says, no, we can't do it. 
Um, mm. And then the next important scene I thought was between um, Michael and Max, where Michael says, hey, I, I really want to go and do this. Like, have you ever thought about what it's like here for me? Um, and this is, this is our only chance. And I, I can't believe that, you know, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play this one here for us. This is what we've been waiting for our entire lives. I mean, this is the first time we've ever had any clue that might tell us who we are. We don't have a choice. Hey. Oh yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's the that's the line I think that makes Max consider that they need to absolutely do this. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a neat moment where Max and Michael um, go and try to get this like thing from the office. They don't even know what they're going to go get, um, yeah. but they definitely want to uh, try to get this together and and work together. Um, mm -hmm. And so they they sneak into the police office and they end up using powers to try to get in and mm -hmm. then something goes wrong and Isabel sees the sheriff coming back and so she has to stall the sheriff and they barely get out in time yeah but what they grab is the key from his thermos and Michael when he picks up the key he gets a flash a vision um, a bunch of images in quick succession and it he like falls on the ground and then is you know, has to quickly rush and get back up and then sneak out the window. Um, and then when he gets down there, he goes, I, I saw something and he hands it to Isabel and Max, but they don't get anything from it, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is very, very cool. Um, yeah. And then they have a, um, they have a conversation, Michael and Max do. Um, Maybe I don't really know what it's like for you. The thing I've realized is the fact that my life basically sucks is a good thing. It's easier. We always have to be able to leave, pack a suitcase, go somewhere else. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe a week from now, maybe tomorrow. So my advice, don't get in too deep, Maximilian. Well, that's some advice from yeah. a 16 year old boy like <laughs> holy cow yeah that's just um, such a heavy thing yeah just like even thinking about this to kind of go back a little bit um there yeah there's a there's a scene um in this episode where uh max and uh liz are waiting for toposki to go to michael's house oh like, yeah that, yeah this is um, one of my favorite so. scenes with the <laughs> ring and liz yeah. And so, oh my and, God. And, yeah. So they have like a scene where they're going to go wait for Topolsky to come to Michael's house. Cause she's, she's like very adamant of like finding Michael and finding yeah. out why, like where is he at? Yeah. Um, and so at, uh, at this point, like Kyle is following Liz and Max to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll let you talk about this. Cause I know <laughs> you want to talk about I, what's actually. I, I love scene. it so much. I love it so much. So, um, okay. <laughs> what ends up happening is she, so Max and Liz are in the Jeep. Okay. Jeep's open. And Liz, and they're waiting. They're like in the dark. They've turned the car off. Kyle is pulled up behind them. Like, what are they doing? They're in the trailer park. Like, mm -hmm. Kyle doesn't know that they're there to see Michael or that yeah. Michael lives there. So Liz drops her ring and she goes, oh, my ring. And then like, 
goes down to pick it up. But then we cut to Kyle, who can see her silhouetted head go down into what appears to be Max's lap. And Kyle's reaction is kind of funny. He goes, oh, no. Oh, Liz, what are you doing? Oh, no. Like he he cares about her, like, you know, just the way that she's. Yeah, it's just it's really mm-hmm. funny. And he just kind of is like, oh, God, no, I have to stop this. And then he gets yeah. out of the, the Jeep and then comes up and it's like, what do you do? Wait. Yeah. He comes up and says, Liz. And she just lifts her head up and he's a little confused because nothing's happening. But then why was your head in his lap? And, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, I, I dropped my ring. And he's why are you whispering? And it's just this really funny exchange. Um, but Topolsky does see them because yeah. they're being so loud and trying to be quiet. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then it switches to to the other scenes that's right i forgot about that that's a really good one too yeah because it just that just brought back what you were saying about michael talking about like you you shouldn't dive yourself into this whole relationship with liz it's very dangerous like we're dealing with all this crazy stuff and you have this girl who's with you and and we probably should try to keep it separate so we don't like involve her in our business pretty much Yeah. yeah yeah um and then I think after they've gotten the key, there is a pretty neat scene also between Max and Isabel. Cause I guess, you know, they had to explain why they went to go get the thing, even though Isabel didn't want them to. Mm-hmm. And Max kind of says, you know, like, what if there is somebody out there? What if there is someone out there somewhere waiting for us to come home? You know, another mom and dad. I think that's a pretty weird thing to think about. I yeah. feel like as but, I mean, it kind of plays into the title of this whole podcast for aliens in the podcast. Yeah, that's right. It's true. <laughs> there could be somebody else out there. There could be somebody else out there. Also, yeah. I am obsessed with like linking this show. Like, I feel like the writers of the show were like, okay, I know we're writing about aliens, but we need to also help, you know, teens. And I know I'm going to beat this into the ground, but this also works um, for kids who were adopted and think, Oh yeah. You know, who mm-hmm. else is out there? Is there another parent for me out there wondering where I am? I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's something that um is very relatable to a lot of people. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was I very think so too. Yeah. I think that's uh-huh. I think that's probably one of the reasons why the show resonated with so many different people. It's incredibly mm-hmm. well written, but they also each character I feel like you can except for the one, you know, the one I'm talking about. <laughs> if any of you can relate to that character just unfriend, unfollow, unsubscribe from this podcast. I was I was gonna say we'll real quick. Okay, I don't know if you watched the the new. The, I haven't seen the, the latest new, one. Okay, because they did mention a name, and I was like, "Is that supposed to be?" No. Said, yeah, they did say it early on. Yeah, they did <gasps> say that person's name, but I don't know if that's just a different. It's supposed to be a different character. No way. Yeah. They are winking at all yeah. of us old fans. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh my god! But I yeah, I'll, I'll but we'll I, get there. Some really good, um, good some good uh, commentary about yeah. when we get to that specific character because they yeah. talked about um some of the behind the scenes stuff about when that character was introduced, what happened, and what the fan base's reaction. Oh to yeah, I'm sure it was yeah, to throw yeah. tomatoes at their television. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Believe me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, at the end of this episode, Topolsky actually reveals herself to be a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh, okay, we're she we weren't an alien hunter. 
are bad. Yeah. And then they kind of just that's where the the episode wraps. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so let's talk let's talk about this episode a little bit more yeah. like in depth and oh, juicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to add one more quick oh, thing yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. I think is really important. Um is that the flash that Michael gets oh, is yeah. like, a, like it's it's a dome, but that's like right. they don't know what it is, you know. That's so right. it's like what what is this? Like okay, but Michael's the only one obviously who saw it. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else got anything from yeah. it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that which, again, alienates him even further. Um, mm-hmm. He feels mm-hmm. like he's gotten this great message and nobody else has gotten it. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I think what I really enjoy, there are a couple of things, favorite moments that I had. One of them is actually uh, Sheriff Valenti's face of annoyance when the deputies like telling him that the FBI agent's just sitting there across the hall. Uh, and Valenti, yeah. Valenti's just like, so your first reaction is to just, okay, okay all yeah, right. Uh, like, if I could save that moment and use it as a reaction, <laughs> I totally would. Um, it's it's really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the other one that I had written down was the adorable Liz's reaction when... Um, you know, she's disappointed and then he reveals the thing. So that's, that's really mm-hmm. good. But, um, I think, Oh wait, no, that's the next episode where they all yeah, take I the, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where they all take the test. Cause mm-hmm. that's so revealing for all of them. I think that mm-hmm. was really, really good. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like the way they introduced Topolsky. She's, she cares very much. Um, Oh, that's it. She reveals herself as a guidance counselor at the very end. Cause she's telling Liz, like, if you're a friend of Michael's, you know, he's in serious danger of being expelled from the school. That is mm-hmm. why I'm so concerned for him. And if mm-hmm. you're a real friend, you should be concerned for him too. So that's kind of why she was looking into Michael. And that's why all is, you know, well after that. Um, yeah. And it shows like the more human side of like uh, the aliens that like their, yeah. the, their friends should be caring about them. Yeah. Not just besides like the whole like alien hunter thing like hey like michael could be kicked out of school and like what is he going to do after that yeah like his future depends on that and i think Mm -hmm. that's an that's an interesting thing that they kind of introduce that idea like what would you if you were an alien and you had to that because i think michael just thinks why am i trying in school somebody's someone's gonna come and get me eventually i won't stay here on earth forever Mm -hmm. um but maybe you will what if they, yeah. you know, like, I just can't imagine what that must feel like being left here on earth in a crash and going, they must think we're all dead. Maybe no one's going to come for me. And who am I? And just, man, they established yeah. some really good themes right away. Yeah. Um, they, they literally, yeah, they literally have no idea any history. It's not like there's any other people that they know uh, besides the three of them. Yeah. They just know they, they were born in like during the 50s and and came out of these pods that's yeah pretty much it. and they were in yeah. hibernation and mm-hmm. they know now that there is one other there is a fourth alien out there yes. but yeah. supposedly he or she is a murderer yeah yeah because of the corpse yeah because uh, the corpse the yep. yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's all they know so four aliens in a podcast <laughs> it just, all comes just, full like, circle we did it we did it um, um so they uh, oh, oh sorry go ahead no i was actually just gonna ask you what some of your favorite moments yeah. were but, but um i would say definitely would be um yeah seeing more of a a nicer well not nicer side but like a more human side of michael because yeah. the first episode we definitely saw michael very aggressive very angry um especially towards like maria and liz like yeah. when they found out about like everything 
Um, but we see him kind of like, yeah, he, he's gone through a lot. So it kind of makes sense why he is this very aggressive person and why yeah. he wants to get out of Roswell when he can. And um, if you think about it, it's funny because <clears throat> in episode one, you'd think, okay, well, he's being aggressive just to be aggressive. Like the writers mm-hmm. just wrote him that way to be antagonistic. No, mm-hmm. think about Michael and think about his, you know, his home life and how bad it is. And they've really only hinted at how bad it is so far because it's only two episodes in. But we can mm-hmm. we can assess from what they've said and what they've talked about that it's not so great. Um, at all. Yeah. It's an, like an abusive situation that he is in. So mm-hmm. when Liz and Maria find out, of course he's on the defense because he's seen the worst in people without yeah. being an alien. <laughs> you know, so he's, he's being picked uh, on at home and he's not even, he's, he's not even revealed to him that he's an alien, you know? So mm-hmm. you can imagine his fear and what humans will do when they find out. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate that in Michael. And I that moment, that tender moment he has with Liz and thanking her for, you know, telling him is is also pretty human of him too. human. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, <laughs> pretty compassionate. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, another scene that I do like is like after uh, the whole uh, Max and Liz are waiting for Topolsky. There's a scene where Max and Liz are walking back towards the crash down. And, you know, they're kind of winding down the night and like uh, Liz is really like, OK, so like this might be the time we're going to kiss. And like uh, Isabel is like in the background because like Michael is gone and That's she's like, OK, right. we need to go. And 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 Max sees this and he's kind of like, all right, well, I got to go. I'll talk to you at school tomorrow. And Liz's like, oh, again, like she like yeah. she's gone through this oh. twice where she's like she was thought she was going to go somewhere with Max and it just didn't go anywhere. But. Um, you can still see this, like there is that tension that is building up and it, and, and which that at the time I was like, what the hell? Like they need to kiss. Yeah. But obviously you don't want it to go right away. Like perfect. Because that's like, that's the whole, uh, arc of the whole series is Max's Max and Liz's like relationship and yeah, how it grows. Love, yeah. So it's like building up at this point. And, um, what's going to say, then it goes into like, like, uh, the, the responsibility that, Isabel and Max feel that they had to take care of Michael because as soon as they realize that he's yeah. trying to do something, they run right towards the sheriff's office and they, they come up with they a plan to, to like, help him out. To yeah. Finish it out. yeah. It's funny. It's funny because um, they established that also in episode one. They show mm-hmm. you inklings that when it comes down to it, the three of them will always choose the three of them over anybody yeah. else. Um, that's so true. Yeah. And that's another moment where, where Max is like, okay, I have to, you know, these people are my, my people and they're my first loves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. And then we also see like, uh, Isabel, like kind of using, like being a little flirty. Yeah. Like, that scene, like using her human side of like how she's like very pretty and like yep. trying to get help, like distract um, the, in the sheriff's office, she walks in there and tells like Sheriff Valencia, "Hey, like I have a tire missing." She like she yeah, she like takes down. her hair down. Yeah, yeah. that's right. She, she takes her, it out. She has her um, jacket on her shoulder, just like, "Hey, can you help me? My tire is, you know, kind of messed up. Can you help me out, Sheriff." And he walks out there and helps her um, to help Max and Michael. Which is weird. She's seventeen. I was thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Um, weird. But, like at this, yeah, being the distraction to help Michael and Max, you know, get the key and get out of the sheriff's office before he goes back upstairs and yeah. catches Michael essentially. There's also, there's also, it's funny. So you you bring up uh, Isabel and her kind of sexuality and her kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
knowing herself in that way. And there is a scene with the peanut clusters actually right after where Michael, she's wearing this like super low cut leopard print top. Isabel is. And Michael says, why are you wearing that? And she goes, she looks down and she's like, cause I have a date. And then she like buttons one more button up rather than like leaving it undone. And she kind of stands up and she says, cause I have a date and in fact, I have another date next week that I'm hoping I don't have to miss because we're running from the law. And it just establishes pretty early on that Isabel is not afraid to date and or potentially kiss human oh, boys. Yeah. Which is so strange. When yeah. Because like, yeah, the whole time Max and and yeah, because we don't know anything like with Michael, if he's ever had like any relationship with anybody at this yeah. point. And but and- obviously Isabel is like, you know, just just doing her own thing she's being yeah. a human she's dating people she's she wants going on to, dates yeah you know? she wants to so stay actually human. technically we, we we knew that like it wasn't a bad thing of an alien kiss a human being yeah just that max or was particularly scared if he moved forward with liz what would happen yeah which you know? can we just say that that right there is super beautiful like that mm. is a huge love that he says i adore you but and i know that kissing you is probably fine but if we were to ever have a relationship, it just, it might not be safe for you. And I don't want it. I don't want you to also fall in love with me. And then I have to break, we have to break our hearts. Like that's some, that's some wisdom for a 17 year old kid to just Mm -hmm. say, let's not even go down that road. Cause all there is down there is pain. So like, that's nuts. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's neat. And then Isabel's mom comes in and she's like, Oh, you look, does she say nice? I forget. She hesitates when she sees how Isabel is dressed. She's like, that's fun or something like that about yeah, Isabel's yeah. outfit. And Isabel's mm. just kind of like, okay, mom, you know, and then just goes, <laughs> goes on her way. But yeah, they definitely portray Isabel and they portray her kind of as this popular girl who kind of has everything together and she knows what she wants and yeah. whatnot. But it just happens to be an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think also, you know, and we'll get more to Isabel herself, but I, yeah, I just, the way they paint her, I feel like is also super relatable. People know what Mm -hmm. it's like as a teen to go through the motions and, you know, just trying to fit in, you know, and that's what she's doing when she does it the best is what we've gathered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely think that Isabel is the one who does like acting quote unquote normal out of the three of the aliens and just like kind of yeah, she's just being normal or or what we think is normal pretty yeah, much. Yeah, what everybody yeah. considers mm-hmm. as normal, yeah. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to add about episode two? Um, Actually, it was so funny because as, as soon as I hit like play on the DVD, I, I thought this was the episode after <laughs> it was the second episode. Oh. So so I was just like reliving all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, this is actually, no, this is episode two. Um, But no, it does definitely, I think, this does start playing in a lot of the themes that are going to be happening throughout the series and the season, especially uh, uh, Mr. Polsky. Yeah. She's like, you know, and, and she's going to be a character that we're going to keep seeing um, and, and, you know, keep an eye on because, you know, everybody in this whole kind of cast, like everybody's watching everyone. Everybody's it's paranoid so about something. good. It's so yeah. good. You know, and mm-hmm. they establish Alex is also looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a piece of trivia for this episode, um, which is Max Evans' full name is Maxwell Evans. But in this episode, and there's one other episode, 285 South, Michael nicknames him Maximilian. 
Yes. Which Wait, they, it's only twice? Okay. It's okay. only twice, but they say it's considered a character error, but I don't think that it is, right? Because... I thought it was a nickname. I thought they said it more than twice, though. I was so used to hearing it like Maximilian all the well, time. Yeah. Because I think Maximilian is... I think it's his alien name, is it not? I... Mm, Oh, I don't know. I, don't I remember think the, it is. We'll have to double check. I don't I think, think it is. Think, though, but we'll, we'll, I think maybe it is. Because we'll isn't she, yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 get into that. But I think yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's interesting that they kind of like drop that there as if as if somehow in the back of his mind he knew that and he mm-hmm. nicknamed him that even though he yeah he forgot. So that's oh, very, very cool. I was gonna okay real quick about yeah, yeah, um, yeah. at the end of the episode yeah. uh, real quick mm-hmm. uh, they have a scene where they're showing Max. And Isabel with their parents like playing basketball outside, and like oh, yes. Michael is like in the background, just like watching them and being like, "Wow, like they're really normal. Like they have a family, they get to hang out with them, and I don't have that." And he just like kind of slowly walks away. Oh, that I think is that's like such a scene to kind of see and realize, like, yeah, like Max. It, well, from the outside looking in, Max and Isabel have it. They have it made. Like they have a family, they have a house to live in. They don't have to really worry about stuff. They're like technically normal teenagers and their friend Michael has none of that and he's just kind of the outsider of the group which is kind of funny because it's like a a sub outside group it's like the aliens are outsiders and then Michael's the outsider of the alien group yeah and it's it's also just yeah it's just an incredibly moving moment where you know you see an alien feeling like an alien but also any teenager that's feeling like an alien right now can relate and you you just go (laughs) wow yeah I know what that feels like so Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh man, such a good episode. Such a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So I guess we'll do our shout outs. So where can right. people find us on the web? Do you want to go first? Yeah. So yeah, okay. official, or like us, the show, or just like us as us, people. I think us, the show, because we didn't have kind of information or a website or okay. anything last time. So yes, we can totally talk about that now if you'd like. Yes. So now officially we have a Twitter account, uh, which is under for for the number four aliens podcast. And also we have a Facebook now that is for aliens podcast as well to keep it synced. Um, And we also have four aliens in a podcast.com. So all these shows that you'll be listening to or possibly seeing uh, will be on this website. Yeah. And the, we should note that the website is spelled out for, it's not the number four. So it's Mm. fully written out for aliens Mm -hmm. in a podcast.com to make your lives difficult cult um just kidding we love you and if you love us you can send us a love note at hello at four aliens and a podcast.com if you have i would we would love to start reading we're going to start reading um any information that you have about previous episodes or anything like that um Mm -hmm. as as the episodes air as well so um yes please feel free to send us that stuff we'd love to hear it um and yeah where can people find find you, good sir? You yeah. specifically. You can, yeah, you can find me on um, on Twitter at I am Brandon TV, um, and also Twitch at twitch.tv slash I am Brandon. Uh, and I think that's the only places you can find me on the internet besides like this podcast. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Um, and you guys can find me at uh, Twitter at Pumpkinberry, and you can find my website, pumpkinberry.tv. I do another podcast called The Deep Dive, where we just talk about um, video games and things like that. But yeah, you can find everything that I do there at um, pumpkinberry.tv. And thank you guys so much for listening to our show, to episode two of our podcast. We will see you next week. Next week for episode (laughs) three. Oh, and Four Aliens and a Podcast is part of the Geek Generation Network. 
and you can check out other cool podcasts at geekgeneration.com. <laughs>